Today we are talking about Joshua. Who likes the story of Joshua? Anybody? I love it. Joshua 1, 1 through 9 is, is kind of like a go-to passage for me. And, and it relates a lot to this retreat we did, but it also obviously relates to this walk through Scripture that we're doing in the big story of God. But the story of Joshua has a lot to do with you as well. It has a lot to do with me, my personal life, my family life, and all those things. God is going to do some things in Joshua that He can do in us as well. And we're going to learn some key ways, some key factors, some key things that we need to apply to our life today so that we can do that. Let's pray together. Oh, Heavenly Father, today as we read this Scripture, I pray that You'll illuminate it for us. You'll show us some things that we need to live out. I pray that You will teach us and guide us. I pray for Your strength and wisdom. I pray for us, just like Joshua, to be obedient to Your Word no matter what. Lord, we love You and trust You. In Jesus' name, Amen. Joshua 1, 1 through 9. I want to back up first and I want to remind you that Moses had taken the Israelites to the promised land but could not go in. Do you remember that? And, and then what happens? He what? He dies. Okay? Good news. Before that, God knew all this was going to take place. Um, and, and so what happened? And you may remember, I mean, it was Moses' disobedience that caused this to happen. Moses actually stole the honor and glory from God for bringing water from the rock. You remember that? And he kind of, you can't do that. Don't steal God's honor. Don't steal his glory, okay? And he did, and he didn't get to see into the promised land. He could see it, but he couldn't go in. He died. Before that, thank goodness, there was a literal commissioning of Joshua. There was a commissioning that you are now going to take this group, you are going to be the leader, you're going to move forward, and you're going to go do this. Y'all know there were a couple of people on this journey, right? Several hundred thousand men alone. Like 600,000 men alone. Plus the ladies, plus the children. That's a lot of people. We don't even totally know the exact number, of course. But it's safe to say it was well over a million people that were on this journey together. And Joshua's now going to take them into the promised land. Can you imagine if God looked at you and said, you're going to lead a million plus people? You're going to now lead, you've been sitting under one leader, but now you're going to lead a million plus people. Do you think you'd have any fear? Do you think you'd have any struggle? Do you think you might question God? Remember Moses questioned God at the very beginning. You remember that? Like five times at the burning bush, Moses said, um, are you sure? But you know I stutter. But you know, excuse, excuse, excuse. And that's kind of what we give God. That's why this passage is so important. If you miss this in your own life, I'm just going to tell you, 
you're going to struggle with self-doubt. You're going to struggle with you're not good enough. You're going to struggle with, but not me, God. You're going to struggle with those things if you miss this passage right here. Pay close attention. Verse 1, Joshua 1, 1 through 9. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I'm giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set your foot, you will be on land I've given you. From the Negev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you nor abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Mm. Amen. For sure. First thing we see is this. Is that the time has come for Joshua to lead. So badly do I want to tell you where you see the name Joshua to put your name. Okay? That's a little hint of the sermon, by the way. So badly do I want to say, if Joshua can be used by God, then so can you. You agree or disagree with that? You think you're not worthy because of your sin? Joshua had sin in his life. You think you're not good enough because of past failures? Joshua had failure in his life. There's something that we're going to learn in just a minute that's key to this issue. But now the time has come for Joshua to lead. And sometimes it's time to roll your sleeves up and get at it. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I'm giving them. God gave him a specific task and a specific purpose. This is exactly what I want you to do. And I would go so far in my walk with God to say this, that if you pray and journal and hear from God, he will tell you exactly specific what to do in your life. Now, sometimes we say this, I don't, I don't hear the will of God. I don't know the will of God for my life. But then I'll ask questions like, well, are you reading God's word? No. Are you journaling what you hear from God? No. Are you praying daily that God would speak to you? No. And then you're telling me you don't know God's will for your life? You can't hear God's will for your life because you're distracted by so much other stuff. You know all the stuff that's going on in the government. You all know all the stuff that's going on in whatever your interest is. But when you tell me you don't know what God's will for your life is, and then you tell me you're not reading the Word, you're not praying, you're not staying in it, you're not getting with other believers to hash it out. No wonder we don't hear from God. 
Because honestly, we're not listening to God. Joshua was focused. He wanted to be a good leader. He wanted to be obedient to God. And that word obedient is going to carry out from step to step, from passage to passage. It is going to be a key passage. Have you seen obedience in the Scripture so far be important to God? The obedience of His children is critically important to God. However, He is a God of mercy and grace. Amen? I wrote that in my journal in my prayer this morning. Thank you, God, for being a God of justice and severity, but also of love, mercy, and grace. Only God can be that. This leadership portion of what Joshua is about to do is incredible. He's about to take the mantle from Moses. You know what that is, right? That's like kind of being the guy after the guy. That can be really hard. That can be really difficult because the people are going to talk about you. Well, Moses did it like this, but what is Joshua doing? Moses never would have done that. Listen to me. Leadership is this. It's influence. If you have people that are influenced by you, John Maxwell said leadership is influence. What he meant by that is, if you examine your life and you see that other people are influenced by you, guess what? You are a leader. I had a conversation with a young man one time, and I said, do you know what your problem is? Your problem is you're not willing to embrace the leader that God has made you and you just want to be a clown. You want people to laugh at your jokes. You want to be the silly guy instead of the guy that's really leading people because the reality is when you're a clown and you're, and you're joking and everything, you're leading people. You're just leading them away from what God wants. And y'all listen, and I'm not making this up. Pam's my witness. About 15 years, maybe 17 years after I said that, I was at a, at a public place. Didn't know this young man was there, and he's, he's an adult man now. But he found me because he saw me, and he found me and it stopped me, and he said, your words changed my life. And I looked back at him and I said, praise God, they weren't my words, they were from him. Listen to me. Every one in this room, everyone that's watching this video right now has leadership. You are leading someone to do something. You are leading someone in an area that will affect and influence their life. And maybe more importantly, you ready? You are leading yourself. What is the Lord calling you to do or to lead? What is He calling you to do in? Listen, if God is calling you to do something, then you do it. You don't have to get my permission. You, you, sir, I'm just going to tell you this. I'll go ahead and bless your life with this. You ready? If you come to me and tell me something that we need to do as a church, that means you want me to lead it? I got news for you. You ready? Go ahead and write this down. I'm not doing what God has called you to do. Okay? 
I'm not doing it. What I am trying to do with God's Word and every day that I give here, I'm trying to do this. Equip you and train you so that you can do whatever God calls you to do. Y'all, this is a glory of God moment in your life. This is Kairos. This is God, literally the kingdom breakthrough. Why you came here this morning? Not because you wanted to hear a preacher or sing a song or see a friend. You came here because you wanted kingdom breakthrough in your life. And if you didn't, I want you to repent right now for that. And I want you to tell the Lord, I want to hear from you, God, and you alone, and I want to obey you because you've called me to be a leader. Verse 3 and 4. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set your foot, you will be on land I have given you. From the Negev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east, in the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites. The Lord has given Joshua the land. What has the Lord given you? Go home this afternoon with your spouse, with your family, with your children. Go home and say, what has the Lord given us? Write a list out. At lunch, just get your napkin and start writing. What has the Lord given us? I want you to hear me. The Lord loves you. But the Lord has not given you all those great and wonderful things so that you can be fat and happy and just sit on the ranch and just look at everything with your favorite, you know, Coke, right? And just kick your feet up and just enjoy life. He has given you those things to serve Him with. Look, I know you guys well enough. You know me well enough. You could go through the list of stuff He's given me and then ask the question, Am I serving God with those things? Those things that he's blessed me with where my foot has touched and he said, it's now yours, Robert. Are you serving God with those things? Are you serving God with your life? I understand. Some of you work really hard. And you work really hard for those things that you have. And you have nice things. And there's nothing wrong with having nice things. But if your nice things become your God, there's a problem. And only you can answer that. I can't answer that for you. But I can ask the question, are you using everything that God has given you for Him to serve others? And I'm not just talking about the land that you have your house on, although I'm definitely talking about the land you have your house on. Is your home this refuge for you to go and escape and disappear from the world? Or is it a place that you consider a missional outpost for your God to do whatever He wants in the lives of people that come there? How about your gifts and abilities? Those things you're good at Do you bless other people with those things or you just hoard them for yourself? You guys know that I'm an artist and and, and I'm a painter. And I do shows and I go and do shows. And you know what I do just about every time? I know this is going to happen. And I'm saying this for an illustration only, but I want you to hear it. I tell Pam this too. I said, I I don't know which one it's going to be today. It's going to be one of them. Because every time I do a show, Rusty, you know what happens? God always tells me to give one away. 
It's as clear as a bell when it happens. Like it's not even a, it's not even a maybe. It's a like, oh, you've got to have this. I've even stopped somebody that's walking by because God said, that's her. Listen, you've been given things to bless others with. You've been given leadership skills. You've been given talents and ability so that you can show God's love to other people. What gifts and abilities has He given you? How can you bless other people? Hear me with this thought. This is important. God says to Joshua, I'll give you every step you step. I will bless you. I will give you these things. I will bless your life. You just keep doing this. Now here's the kicker. Keep your eyes on me and keep being obedient. We're going we're gonna to read more of that in just a minute. This is very important because He's blessed you the same. In verse 5, No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as was Moses. I will not fail you nor abandon you. God will not fail Joshua. God will not fail you. Let's be honest. If you've ever asked this question, just right, I want to see it. Let's do this. Why God? Right? If you've ever just asked, why God? Did you let this happen? Why did you have to? If, if you ever felt like God failed you, let me see your hand. Come on. I mean, it's real. If you didn't raise your hand, you're probably just dealing with it, right? Struggling with it. If you haven't felt like God failed you, you might feel like that in the future. But here's the good news. Listen to me. The good news is this word right here. God says He will never leave you. He will never fail you. He will never fail you or abandon you. I want to ask you to do something today. And if you're writing notes, write this right here. Trust is the key. You've got to trust God with everything you have. I remember when I was a little kid and my dad was in the pool and he'd be like this, come on, jump to me, jump to me. And I remember being afraid. And I also remember the jump. Listen to me. It only took one time. And then I couldn't get enough. When you trust God enough to jump into His arms with whatever crazy He's telling you to do, whatever doesn't make sense in your world, and He's telling you to do it, and you have this moment of obedience, and you jump into His arms, you cannot get enough of God. So He knows that life's going to be tough. He knows that those crazy people are going to come up against you just like they did Joshua. By the way, if you've kept reading this week, you know that a lot of people wanted to come up against Joshua. They tried to fight him. They tried to, to, to beat him and defeat him. God says this before any of that happened. Verses 6 and 7. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. You know, we often lose courage. And this verse 
is a great reminder. I would tell you to literally write down the words, be strong and courageous. It's such, a, such an important thing. It's, uh, he repeats it again um, in verse 9. And um, it's so important for us to remember. April the 18th, 2005. Does anybody know what day that was? What's important about that day? April the 18th, 2005 was a very important day in my life. Being from the Jackson, Mississippi area, it was a huge, huge deal that we were getting the double A Mississippi Braves or M Braves in town. Okay? That night, was anybody there other than me and Pam? Just checking, just checking. It's a big deal, man. And so we got our family together. I'm talking about our whole family. And we took everybody and we went out and sat on the berm and we brought our, our blankets and stuff and sat on the outfield. And that, that night I had, I had a new hero emerge in my life. It's always embarrassing when you say a hero is somebody younger than you, you know. But that night I did, okay. Anybody remember the name Jeff Francoeur? Frenchy, right? I love that guy. Um, he, he was so much to me as a leader on that baseball team, and he played in the outfield. He was kind of a utility guy for years and years all over the league and, and all that kind of stuff. But here's the thing that made him stand out to me. Go Google this. It's great. His batting gloves, they had Joshua 1 on 9 on them, embroidered. And his talk was, every time he could, God tells me to be strong and courageous. So, And by the way, he failed a lot. Okay? But God has given him incredible blessings as well. And I remember thinking about that. And I remember seeing those gloves and seeing that on, base, on the TV. Every, every team he went to, everything that happened along his career, he said, be strong and courageous. Y'all, listen to me. It's not about having a Major League Baseball career that makes you strong and courageous. It's about a God that looks at you and says, no matter what you're going through, be strong and courageous. Press on. Because the days may be good today, but tomorrow may not be such a great day. But you've got to be strong and courageous. You've got to press on no matter what. The Lord desires not only this, but, but desires obedience to His instructions. In verses 7b through 8, it says, Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Listen. I know that we're reading through the Bible this year. And this is a great way for you to spend time in the Word every single day. But if you're not spending time in the Word, you're missing out from God. Here's what you're missing out on. His instructions. Do you understand that whether or not you're reading God's Word, the instructions are still there? He has instructed you. He is teaching you. And we look back at God and say, I don't hear you. I don't know your will for my life. And the reality is we're not opening the instructions. The reality is we're not listening to God's word. The thing about this that sticks out in this story is over and over and over, Joshua 
is obedient. Somebody say obedient. Joshua is obedient to the Lord, and that's why the Lord's favor is on him. I was telling Brandon one of my favorite readings this morning we were talking. One of my favorite readings is, is where he says, point the spear. You remember that? He says, point the spear, and if you hold the arm up and you hold the spear up, you will have victory. And so as long as that spear was held up, guess what? They won. They defeated all the armies that came against them because he was holding the spear. Now listen to me. Does that sound like a really great military deal? Instruction? Look, if you, all you got to do is hold the spear up. Kind of like marching around a city and yelling. Doesn't make much sense. Doesn't matter. God said it. So you do it. Right? Even if it doesn't make sense, you be obedient. I love reading just ahead. And you'll see these little moments in time. You'll see little places that it says, hey, if you do this, if you obey me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take these guys out for you. And you know what it says about Joshua over and over and over? It says that he obeyed God's word. It says literally at one point that Joshua obeyed every instruction that Moses had given him, and God was victorious. Don't you want that said about your life? I want it said about mine. And in verse 9, we, we talked about that just a second ago. This is my command, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Do not be afraid. So, I'm going to ask you to do something different today in our time of response. I'm going to ask you to actually physically move today. I'm going to ask you, if you're able to do this, to come down to this altar. Because it's not only a time in this scripture for us to be courageous and not be afraid, but it is, this is the most important thing. That we are encouraged by God. That's what this is. If we miss this today, if we miss the fact that God wants to encourage you, you will miss the text. So I'm going to ask you to come just kneel at this altar. Just come. And we'll have a time of prayer. And we'll have a time that God can encourage you. Physically, get up and come on. Y'all come on. If you're, if you're able to come, come. Let's fill this altar. You know, God talks a lot in the scripture about our physical posture. Kneeling before God is incredibly important. You may have to just kneel in the aisle and that's okay too. See, the thing is, the Lord is moving in our world. I was talking with Nikki this morning. She said, I've been praying for Holy Spirit to move. Holy Spirit's moving. feel afraid just tell the Lord say God sometimes I feel afraid
you ever feel like you can't do it, like you don't add up, just tell him. Say, God, I just don't think I'm enough. Father all those excuses we know are lies from Satan from the demons that are around us from the evil principalities of darkness that are trying to come against us and just straight up lie to us God we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We are made in your image. There's nothing that we have to be afraid of. We are invincible until you tell us we're not. And then you just call us home. God, I pray for each man and woman and boy and girl in this room. I pray that you'd be glorified in our life, that we would live a, a life where our hands are stretched out to you, opened up, and you can put in and take out and do whatever you want in our life. God, we need your encouragement today. There's some health issues in this room that need you to look at us and say, be strong and courageous. Don't give up. There's some marriages in this room that, that, that are tired, Lord, that need your fresh take, that need your fresh breath. Be strong and courageous. There's some men that aren't really being good real leaders in their family right now. They're giving in to sin, temptation, walking away from their leadership. Be strong and courageous. There's some women God, that needs your touch, that needs your peace. Things have happened in the past that have hurt them, and they don't trust. Be strong and courageous. God, we're all going to leave this room in a few minutes, and we're going to go our way. And this week will be in our life. Lord, don't let us miss those God moments. Be strong and courageous. Lord, we love you. We want to serve you. We want to give you our lives and lead in the ways that you want us to with all the things you've given to us. We want to be obedient to you and fear has no place in our life. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. We love you, Lord. We thank you for your word of encouragement for us today to serve you more tomorrow. In Jesus' holy and precious name, all of God's people said,